Hello everybody and welcome to episode 31 of the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. Katie's just grinned at the dog, it's time to get going. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do that, we've got adverts instead, but if you subscribe to the site with a voluntary donation, you can even switch those off. Should I put the dogs out, otherwise we're gonna get tip-tappy, tip-tappy all the way through? No, don't worry about that. It adds a bit of uh, okay. bit of atmosphere, doesn't it? All right then. Yeah, so the, the dog that you can hear tip-tapping around at the moment is Stephen. He's on high alert because he thinks that, that it might be W-A-L-K time. You can't say that word, you have, you've got to spell it out. And now he's decided to climb on Katie, so you can obviously see that she needs some uh, medical treatment. He is fully qualified medi-dog. Um, we don't know where he got his qualifications, probably online somewhere, mm-hmm. probably University of American Samoa. Um, and there he is under the table now, um, giving his diagnosis. Anyway, so we don't put our stuff behind a paywall, um, so come visit our site you probably do already otherwise how on earth are you listening to this podcast and tell your friends please tell your friends um we are sponsored by the uh wonderful and very patient ron hill specials who uh are manufacturers of fabulous running kit they are deep in production of our fetch everyone 15th anniversary shirts if you wanted one of those um, you missed out on the pre-order so you're just going to have to wait till the first week of september when i'll release any spares that we have we will, there will be a few not too many um but do go and check out ron hill specials that's um uh, well i'll put a link in the description for the um the show notes but um, if you also Google Ron Hill specials, you'll find them and they're really awesome. And as usual, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with all your comments. We usually sort of upload the show and then go, right, okay, they must be listening to it now. And then like half an hour later, surely some of them will have finished listening to it now. Hold on, no one said anything. No, and two days later, and still no one said anything. So let us know what you think. Does that sound a bit whiny? That's a bit dramatic because yeah. most of the time someone has said something in that first day or so. Yeah. Um, but in a nutshell, we kind of we live for your approval. <laughs> <laughs> approve of us, approve of us. Yeah, but anyway, just even if it's just random stuff, just let us know what you're thinking. Um, and of course, we value your contributions as well. We've had one this week. We could do with more we always do with more but we've got a really nice one coming up later on in the show from itg um this week we'll be talking about our training um badges our usual sort of forum favorites and that kind of thing and our our blog favorites our highlights from the site and um and various other things but um do you want to talk us through your week katie Yes, I'm here by the way. I have a I'm okay, here and I have a dog, a small dog. I have the lesser known fetch dog on my lap. She has come to have some fuss and attention and the the more widely known fetch dog has finally settled down. I shouldn't have even looked at him then, should I? No, he's still staring okay. at you. Okay, um yeah, so my week's been a bit of a 
an up and down really, but um, maybe more on that later. Um, training wise, I haven't done a lot. I did the sunrise swim, which no, 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 run. Sunrise run, which we're going to talk about later. Yeah, we could do that now. Actually, we could just whiz over to that now and then come back Let's from it. Let's do that now then. Okay. It was a five mile run. Surprisingly enough, we did it at sunrise. Yeah, over to us. Morning, Fetchies. It's 5.23 on Tuesday morning and last night I had the stupid idea that we would get up early enough to sort of do a run and watch the sunrise. So I'm joined here by Katie. You alright with this? You want me to speak to you? You don't have to say anything okay. if you don't want to, but just your, just your mere presence is enough to reassure the lovely listeners. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Hi, I'm here. Yeah. So what do you think? Is this a good idea or is this just... Yeah, it's always a good idea to do things at sunrise. It's just hard. Yeah. So you've done various kind of sunrise swims and things. Yeah. Down by the river. Yeah. And you've got up at crazy times for that. So we're going to run sort of eastwards, aren't we? And then mm -hmm. so we can watch it all happening. Yeah, the sky's um, looking nice now. I'm just drinking my tea. Yeah, waiting for the magic to happen and then we'll be off. Hello Fetchies. Well, we're two and a half miles in, which is our turning point today. And we're just standing by a little piece of kind of wood, foresty type area out on Route 51. And the, the sun is rising behind the trees, so it's really pretty. And um, it's very quiet and cool. I had a very hot night, my hormones, and um, I woke up with heat, basically, like I was burning. <laughs> and um, I was just like searching out the cool bits of my pillow and my my sheet and everything. So this feels really nice to be out in this. And we've seen a big bird of prey, which I think was probably a buzzard. I'm not 100% sure on that one. And a big gaggle of geese trying to organise themselves. Lots of rabbits. Loads of rabbits. And we've seen the sunrise, which has been very pretty and a beautiful sky yeah. with sort of wispy clouds. And yeah, so I'm always a bit, always find it a bit difficult to get up for sunrise things, but they're always, they're always worth it. Do you want to say anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was hoping just to, not, not that I'm complaining, but I was just hoping to see a little uh, little crowd of deer just nestling in the woods there, but um, never mind. No, but next time, please, if you could arrange the deer, if there is someone organising all of this, thank you. But um, yeah, it's been lovely, and uh, the first time we glimpsed the sun was pretty nice, even though there was a sort of dual carriageway right with it felt nice to be sort of cheating the system really by being out and exploring but um, there we go I'm a bit wheezy this morning can you hear that that's me that is anyway um, everything else feels pretty good so um, we'll get on our merry way see you later well thank you Ian and Katie for that lovely report of your sunrise run <laughs> um 
it was lovely actually. I think the main thing for me, which has probably comes across, is that it was really cool and I was feeling really hot when we started out, so that was nice. Um, but I highly recommend getting up and doing things at sunrise. It's a very special feeling, and the birds are always pretty awesome at that time of day. So. Yeah, I love it. There's a whole different feel to, like, you meet the occasional person, but not too many. Um, and it feels as though there's just been a little bit of a reset, as if the world has had a little bit of a pause. Yeah. And it's ready to go again, and all the rabbits are strewn across the path. Sounds like they've been massacred, doesn't it? But now they're just sort of hopping about, going, there's no humans, quickly, we will advance, mm. overthrow the infidels. Um, and the birds seem to be a bit noisier. And the bird of prey was awesome. He was, or she, could have been a she. Yeah. Um, was sitting on a post and um, looking very majestic, or even majestical. majestical. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as we we stared at it, it took off and uh, flew away. And it was rather large, with kind of ready browny top feathers and a slightly creamier underneath. I think that might be a buzzard, but I'm happy to be corrected. So that was my five mile run. And the rest of my training has been very kind of little. I did a three mile with my, my friends on Thursday and I've done a bit of swimming. And the swimming I did was on Saturday, the, the day of the high winds and many park runs were canceled. Mm. And I went to Box End and um, Everything was closed by the swimming, so the cable tow was not happening because of the high winds, and the aqua park was closed, and everything stand up paddle boarding. Nope. Um, so the poor reception lady sort of said, You're the eighth person I've seen today, and I think normally on a Sunday they see many hundreds. Mm. Um, but I went in, it was interesting to swim. Nightjar was there as well, and, and he really he really loved the chop. I found it very mind concentrating to have it yeah. because you have to really think about where you're going to take your breath and because of the direction of the wind across the lake and because of the obstacles that there are in the cable lake so the jumps for the wakeboarders you, you get these sort of different patches of windiness and as you turn the corners it's a bit different and there was actually spray lifting off the surface of the water in places and um, so I ended up eventually getting into a breathing pattern of every two and every four to the side where the wind wasn't. Yeah. Um, so whichever side that was on, I was breathing, which really made me feel pleased that I'm able to breathe quite equally to both sides and that I can breathe every four when I need to, because breathing every two is a bit much. Mm. Um, but if you breathe every four and then every so often stick in a two just to calm everything down a bit. So that was my swim. And then I got to the end of my lap and I thought, I don't really want to do another one, but I want to experience these conditions without my wetsuit. So I whipped my wetsuit off and um, popped back in and did a little swim um, just in my swimming costume, um, just to... In your bathers. In my bathers, just to feel what it was like really to, to, to swim in the chop and the wind, and um, but with, with no wetsuit. Yeah, and how was it? It was fine actually, but I think discussing it with um, Nightjar later, I think potentially the wind had dropped at that point. Mm. So it was a little bit easier. So I, I did that and then I got out and chatted to some Harriers that were just arriving um, and then got changed and everything. And as I was leaving, I glanced at the lake and saw Nightjar starting what I thought must be his third 
go round. And I was thinking, oh, well, well done you. That's You're really enjoying it, obviously. Maybe you just couldn't get out. <laughs> no, he looked purposeful. It yeah. didn't look like flailing. Very purposeful swimming. Um, but I went into the car park and blown around like a in my dry robe, like I had a sail on my back. And um, it really felt as if the wind had really come up again. So I suspect that third lap was maybe a bit more challenging, but yeah, it was good. It was a good experience for pretending to be a channel swimmer. <laughs> just have someone just lob jellyfish at you every now yes. and again. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's me really. What yeah. about you? How's your well, week been? While you were doing that swim, I was uh, running around Bedford trying to hoover up some who squares winds squares and trying to avoid the wind as much as possible. But I find it really hard. Um, not just from a, oh, I'm being blown about um, point of view, although that is definitely tricky. It feels like you're just sort of running on the spot at times in the heavier gusts. But also I just, I was struggling to, with my breathing. Yeah. Um, and I think when I spent a bit more time concentrating on getting the air out, that was helping. Like normally, you know, been running for so long, it sort of all feels like it happens automatically mainly, but... Mm. Um, I was just having to go back to thinking about, okay, just get the air out so I can get it back in again. Yeah. But I think maybe as you're blowing it out because it, the gusts are in your face, they're just sort of stopping some of that escaping or just mixing it all up, just mm. blowing the air out of your mouth just before you're about to inhale it, that sort of thing. Um, so it's pretty hard. I also did a run on Thursday. I had a trip to Wales because it's my parents' wedding anniversary, their 50th wedding anniversary. Um, and on the Thursday before their, their big party, I did a, an eight mile run with my dad. And he's a bit resistant to wanting to run with me or with other people because he just feels a bit self-conscious that he's, you know, he's slowing me down or that, you know, he's, I don't know how to say it really, but um, he doesn't particularly like exposing himself to other people, if you like, in a in a running sense. But I, I persuaded him and we ran four miles straight up the, up the valley. So it was a sort of continuous uh, incline all the way up. So it was hard work. I think we, we did the four miles in about 51 minutes and coming back, we did it in about 42 minutes, which gives you an idea of how much work there was. There were a few walk breaks in there and one pee break for me, but it was kind of nice. Yeah. Lovely. But um, I've also got this bit of a bump on my left Achilles. I'm not really sure where it's come from. I've got one theory that I put my foot on a drain cover um, in La Santa and my foot went sideways a little bit. Um, so it's possible that, you know, if there's been a traumatic incident, it might have been that. Um, but it's just got a little bump on it. And towards the end of my third run of the week, I was just starting to feel it a little bit towards the tail end of my run. But um, uh, two rest days and it's it's improving. I didn't notice it getting out of bed. But um, I'm just going to have to be a bit more careful with it, I think. Mm. Um, but then on Sunday... Um, Katie were um, supporting volunteering at the triathlon in Bedford the river. Triathlon, yeah. um, so I got my bike out as well and, and went round and sorry to posty John who I'm playing who squares wins against but I had a little bears round on my bike and, and hoovered up lots of squares so um, there's a chance that he might make a comeback this morning before the midday cut off but um, 
uh, yeah, I sort of taken a bit of a lead there. Um, but the triathlon was good, wasn't it? Oh, it was really excellent. We um, it's our first um, Bedford Harriers triathlon. Very well organised, just very slick. From from the point of view of being a volunteer, I couldn't see any issues. I wasn't around transition, and apparently that did get a little bit busy because we'd had a bit of an increase in the expected numbers. Really, I think maybe that's a learning point for next year. But yeah, it was it was great. So we had a, a river swim, fifteen hundred meters. It looked quite tough. Um, yeah, swimming into the up wind the river, the up. into the wind. We had a great safety crew. I was one of the swim marshals, so I was there too. If a swimmer was looking like they were in trouble and the safety crew hadn't quite spotted them, that was sort of my job. But actually, they were really on it. They were usually there before I'd even realised that there was an issue. There was only one point where we had to ask a kayaker to quickly <laughs> uh, head off after a swimmer because she was heading towards the Etienne Stop Weir, and, um, and we, we didn't want that. <laughs> we didn't want her shooting off down yeah. that, that way. She was heading, I'd say, about 45 degrees to the direction she wanted to go in and, and quite merrily plodding and, along. And she looked like she was sighting, and this was sort of what was quite interesting. She really did look like she was sighting, but when the kayaker sort of whizzed around her, her, her outside so that she um, was now blocked from going into the weir, she took her goggles off and looked around and did seem genuinely surprised at where she was. So I think her goggles were probably a bit steamed yeah. up. There were yellow boys on the course and um, yes. two of the sort of floaty bits protecting the weir had were yellow as well. So I wondered yeah. if she'd just seen a little bit of yellow and thought, oh, that's it, that's me. Could be. Yeah. Uh, but it is really difficult when your goggles are not doing their job. So um, so we got them all safely through the swim and, um, and a real lovely range of abilities right from the start. So we had a 17-minute and we had someone who was well into 15 minutes. Sorry. 50 minutes, five zero minutes um, for the swim. They went off to do their bike ride, which was very windy, according to the to the competitors. Mm. And then 10K, they came back and did a 10K, three loops around the embankment, which we were then marshalling um, over by the bridge that we call Terminator Bridge. So anyone that came on the Bedford Bridges Challenge, you should remember Terminator Bridge. Uh, we were there marshalling and uh, it was great fun. All looked grand. I think it all went well. You, so far, the response has been very positive from people that did it. And um, hopefully that will carry on because we're definitely planning on a second bash at it next year. Yeah. There's even talk of, of other stuff happening at the same time, but I'm not going to say anything about that because it's Ooh. really not my place. Ooh. Not my place Egg and spoon? Yes, probably. Yeah. yeah. I expect so. I'd for that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I was sort of coffee boy. I yeah. Brought you coffees from various places yes. throughout the morning whilst yeah. stealing squares from Pasty John. Yes, that was great. Right. That was really useful. Thank yeah. you. But it looked awesome and, and we had some happy competitors, others very focused, but some yeah. sort of one guy was dabbing at me. Yes. Um, and another very smiley man who was very polite and please and thank you and grinning. Oh, yeah, there were some uh, lovely people, weren't there? Yeah. yeah and some real awesome. fighters as yeah. well. So. Yeah, definitely. Some Some people that you think gosh if I was in that situation maybe I'd I'd give up especially some of the swimmers but you know cramping and just dealing with it and carrying on and all sorts of things so yeah awesome stuff yeah cool some comments from you guys um two themes really uh, one is saying um that Club of Santa sounds like a nice place and um just to reiterate from last time really they didn't pay us or give us any financial inducements to say the things that we've said about it we really just 
like the place and we've said a couple of times this week oh we, it would be nice to be back there again wouldn't it but um mm, definitely. yeah so and i think wolves 1877 was saying um the podcast may have convinced him that uh it is the ideal holiday for for him and and his other half yeah um so yeah good good news um yeah and the other comments have been best wishes for katie's dad yes um which are all very uh, gratefully received very very much so we yeah i'm really grateful that everyone's um, thinking of him and um I'll, I'll give you some news a bit later on about about dad but not now because i need to get through the podcast really yeah yeah fair enough okay um so our the, the main thing i've been working on this week um it's been a bit disrupted with a, a trip to wales and everything else that's going on but um i've been updating the badges um if you've never seen badges before then go to games and then click badges from the sub menu um, um, they're kind of like unlockable achievements around the site that you get for various things. Um, I've introduced one that you get just for logging in and uh, in in line with just how easy that is. It's called the Inanimate Carbon Rod Badge, which is a little Simpsons reference. Um, I think Homer Simpson has seen every other member of the plant get a the member of the month loyalty award and he's sure that it's his turn because everybody else has won it already um and then in the announcement they they give the award to an inanimate carbon rod so he feels as though he's been beaten by something with little or no skills or whatever so that's what you get for logging into the site on one day but if you keep coming and do every day for 30 days then you get the next badge up from that and then I think there's another one at 60 or 90 or something. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of a bit of fun, really. But I suppose it's to encourage you all to come and visit the site every day. And I hope most of you already are already. Um, but um, I've also added a few other things whilst I've been working around in badges. I've added a rarity score. So you can see if you collect a badge, just how, how well you've done. So I'm expecting the inanimate carbon rod badge to be not very rare at all, because literally everybody who logs in will get one. Um, but there are some rarer badges, like if you get over 200 people comment on your blog, over 200 different people, and it doesn't have to all be on the same blog, you can just collect them over time. Um, so if you're basically it's saying if your blog has a wide appeal and people start commenting on it, then you unlock this series of badges. And there's a few what a scorcher badge for 200 plus. There's another one at 150 plus. Um, so it's just something to aim at with your blogs. Um, and that was, I would say, the second rarest after the uh, one of the um, lifetime distance badges, which only two fetches have picked up. Um, but this week I've introduced country badges. So this was a feature request and people were saying, well, how about a badge for when I go and run in Spain or Malta or the USA or, well, I could carry on naming countries, but I won't because there are, I think, according to one list, yeah, that one would be pretty rare, I think. But um, you could self-cert for it, I suppose, and say, no, I honestly did run on the moon. Mm. Yeah, your nickname would be 
Buzz A or something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so there are, depending on which list you look at, there are either 195 or 249 countries. And amazingly, we've, in the space of time, in about a week since I've put these badges up, I've already had to Photoshop 77 different countries. So that's how many places we've we've run in. Um, and I know some of those will be people going on holiday and just going on their travels. But it's quite interesting to see how many places around the world Petchies can run in. So we'd hit 77 and it'd be it'll be fascinating to see what's next really. Um, so it's for GPS only. So you have to have your GPS watch on because what happens is I look at the first couple of points in your training entry and look at the latitude and longitude and then use a, a, a third party thing that says what country is this point in. Um, it's working pretty well most of the time, but occasionally it throws back an error. So if you don't get the badge straight away, you can drop me a line and say, Oi, I should have this one and I'll have a look at that for you. Um, I'm also willing to award badges based on um, very convincing stories about where you've run. Um, so if you've gone to a particular country pre-GPS or you really, really, really want a particular badge, um, then drop me a feedback and let me know how you got it or whatever and tell me a convincing story and I'm sure I can award you that badge. Um, to backdate it yourself though, if you find a training entry for a particular country that you've run in, so a couple of years ago we went to Italy, find that training entry, scroll all the way to the bottom of it and there's a link that says put this one through your badge mangle, Mr Fetch or whatever it is um, and eventually you should get that badge and if it's a little while as well it might be because I haven't photoshopped it so just be patient. Um, and the other thing was that the UK badge, some people were a little bit funny about having the UK badge because they didn't like the associations it has with um, nationalism, I guess, um, or they it doesn't fall in with their idea of, of the flag that they like to operate under, if you like. Mm. Um, I get that. And you, you're welcome to to not have that badge if you don't want it. Um, I've not really, I'm not really here to sort of say what the the right configuration of countries and flags should be. I'm just using a a service that tells me what they're officially called. Um, but I know there's at least one fetch who said that he does not want to have that badge anywhere near him. Um, mm -hmm. So. If that's you, if you're offended by anything like that, then just drop me a line and I should be able to hard code it so you'll never get that badge again. So let me know. Um, but by and large, it's just a bit of fun, really. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So look out for that. Lovely. And, um, one more thing is that the six, your six rarest badges, based on what we talked about earlier, will appear now on your user profile. So. Right now, all the country ones are pretty rare because people are just starting to collect those. Um, but I expect those to become less rare as obviously more of you go to different places. Um, and that's it. And I've done a lot of talking there, haven't I? It's all right. I suppose I could have tried to chip in. I nearly did at one point and then you answered my question before I'd asked it. So Which, What was that? It was about backdating. Oh, okay. 
All right. Yeah. You were doing a good job of stroking the dog, though. And... No, I was wondering whether her her sort of little high pitched noise that she makes when she's being stroked was coming over. So I'm really sorry if it has, because she does that, and she also does licking her nose a lot, which is very kind of a licky sound. Yeah, so. she licks the air like a snake as well. Sometimes. She does. Like she's tasting she's... for. Whatever. She's ten. She's a bit eccentric. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, she's gone back to. Uh, she's roaming around the kitchen now and then eventually she'll go back to the, the chair and get underneath it and start rubbing her back on the underside of the chair <laughs> with an exaggerated head movement that looks like she's, I don't God know. God knows what. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, let us know if you know what that is. Mm. So that's it about my, my sight features. Yeah, my the blog that I've picked up on this week was um, Kinky S's blog on the Lakeland 100. She has since written another one, which I want to go back and read. I haven't read it yet. But um, her first blog, which is her race report, is really worth a read. It's um, it's not always easy to understand how people can even sort of contemplate 100 miles for me. Um, I know lots of people that do it. Um, I still find it hard to kind of understand how you set out to do it. Um, I know this is not her first 100, but I just really enjoyed her blog about it. And it just goes to show that sometimes things go well and sometimes things don't and it can be little things that lift you during the tough times and um anyway go go and have a little read of that it's um it's great the other thing that we've talked about quite a lot today has been a new thread started in the last couple of days which is the transgender thread it's it's a thread that is bound to cause some extremes of emotion i think um because it is I think it's a subject that when you've been involved with someone close to you going through the issues of transitioning, then that's obviously going to have been highly emotional. Some of the things that we've talked about since since sort of having a read of it have been along the lines of, you know, we need to be able to discuss this in a way that is not hate-filled or not accusatory or uh, not generalising. Yeah. <laughs> um, Respectful, that's respectful. the word I always come back to. Yeah, definitely respectful. It's just one of these things that in our society we've we've come to a place where women look a certain way and men look a certain way, but how did we get to that point? And it is becoming more fluid and more... People are much more open now to look, not looking like the kind of stereotypical woman or stereotypical man, but I just wonder if we can ever get to a point where people just go well I don't really care what cloth you've put over your skin and what and and how that cloth is is sewn together you're just a you you're just a person I wish we could get to that point again my dog is in the background doing some kind of weird groaning gymnastics. on the groaning and gymnastics on the rug I think we might have to rethink our strategy for keeping the dogs in the room yeah let us know if you like the background weird dog noises yes. or not. Um, uh, now Stephen's joining in. But yeah, in, in general, I think I my 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 preference would be: can we all just stop focusing on what cloth we're wearing in, what configuration we're wearing it, how our hair looks, and what we've put on our skins, and just get on with just treating people like a human being that they are, really? Yeah. Yeah, so we started off talking about transgender. Yes, um, sorry, I have I have hijacked it slightly. Well, no, but via the medium of sort of being respectful and not hateful and, and all-inclusive, we come around to talking about the fact that 
people can be who they want to be, dress how they want to dress, dance how they want to dance. Adam's family? No, um, they can be who they want. Mm. And they people shouldn't be persecuted for it. No. Um, I think the issue on the, the transgender thread yeah. is when that comes to um, winning prizes, winning accolades, um, and the fairness of, of how that happens because yes. of the biological differences in, in the human bodies. Um, mm. We talked about how the elite people that we watch in the Olympics and in sports, they are biologically different to the rest of us as well. They're all, they all have a tendency to have some superhuman qualities, something that makes them way better at whatever it is that they're doing, whatever sport it is. We were watching the, the rugby a couple of months ago and someone was simultaneously fending off a tackle whilst passing a ball, running and jumping and singing a song all at the same time. And, and just the idea that even just doing two of those things at the same time is, is enough for most of us. But so people who are in elite sport tend to have better capabilities than the rest of us anyway. They, they do. And um, I, I went to a lecture once where um, the lecturer put up a picture of Usain Bolt and stood in front of it and it was supposedly, you know, like as close to life size as he could have it and he stood next to it. And, and, and he was, you know, sort of virtually the opposite of Usain Bolt in many, many ways, this lecturer. Mm. And it, it, his point was, you know, he personally, the lecturer, could not do, it wouldn't matter how much he trained, he would not be able to do what Usain Bolt does because yeah. he is built differently. So, I mean, personally, I have absolutely no problem with just creating more categories if that would make people feel like it was it was fairer. Yeah. And the other point that I was making to Ian was that maybe me and Ian have a slight bias about not being so worried about not winning our age categories because we're very unlikely to ever win our age categories. Whereas people who are likely to win their age categories, you can understand them feeling that they want it to be as fair as possible. But I also think that the most people who are transitioning and who are transgender are going to be worried about fairness as well. I think they are, you know, in, in general. But I don't want to generalise, but I would say that it would be it would be more likely that most people are going through life trying to do the best they can. And there might be the odd person who decides to use the situation unfairly, but it's it's more unlikely, isn't it? Or yeah. I'm again, am I just sort of biased because I'm... I think the, the firstly, the majority of, of people who uh, want to transition are not in the situation where they're at the, the front of any field. Um, and it's entirely down to how their, you know, their, their needs, you know, they feel like they want to be another gender and, and that's entirely what's driven them um, and it's hard to believe that that's not the case throughout even even if you're right at the top of your field yeah um, the idea of, of changing your gender is I can't imagine anybody saying right okay I, I could get famous or get rich if I change my gender now it seems to be 
unlikely. That's yeah. I, I think the the issues are so complex. I I don't even understand all of it. I'm trying. I'm looking around at the 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 wider world and trying to open up my mind to the the issues that people are facing. And the Martina Navratilova program was was a good start, but it was probably just like mm. the tiniest little bit off the top of the subject. And I think the other thing that's very rarely talked about is the fairness for um, women that are transitioning to be men. We may, you know, if they want to compete, they they're really going to be up against it. So it's a really tough subject, isn't it? It's yeah. it's it's not it's not straightforward. Um, but yeah, the main hope I have is that we can talk about it in a respectful way and and try and just increase our understanding of what's happening and try and be inclusive as possible. Yeah. In, in running terms, for all of us, I was sort of picturing the evolution of, of different categories in a, in a race that where someone suddenly said, oh, hold on, the, a man has mostly won this, this race, so how about we have a prize for the fastest lady as well? And on, on the back of that, you'd have age categories sprouting out with people saying, well, I used to be great, but I'm still really good, but I'm, I bet I'd be the fastest over 50 and, and the age categories come in. And each time you add a new category, you are creating a smaller and smaller subdivision of the field with the aim of achieving fairness until the, to follow that through, you get to the point where the only fair person to compete against is yourself. So you could imagine having trans categories um, disability categories, all of those different ways that we can make ourselves different mm. until suddenly we're all the best in our very own category. I'm not sure what your point is here. Are you saying that's a bad thing or you're saying that's a good thing? No, what I'm or are saying, you just saying it's a thing? What I'm getting at is that at any point in our lives, the only person, we, and it's a cliche, but the only person we can compete against is ourselves. You're the only person you can compete against. Yes, and I think that, you know, we that works for us, but it's there does need to be a way of working out how it works higher up the scale where people's jobs and incomes and things are yeah. reliant on it. And you can't say to somebody who is a, usually a gold medal winner and has a sponsorship deal, don't worry, you can just compete against yourself because, you know, they've, yeah. <laughs> they've, you know they have got that to, to think about. Yeah, it's where the, um, the money and the serious prestige comes into yeah. play that it starts to get tricky. But fairness for all, really. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't just be thinking about what's fair for one group. We want to think about what's fair for everyone so yeah I, I'm a woman but I don't think I just want it to be fair for women in sport I want it to be fair for everyone who wants to take part in sport yeah um yeah that's as much as I can really yeah. go with it at the moment I'm sure I'm not even thinking about half the complexities of having new categories and and, and that but and it brings us back around to the, the thread I think quite nicely because um Thornton Runner introduced it and as he yes. as he writes um, his son was born female and has changed to being a, a man. Am I getting the words right there? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And 
he's transitioned. Yeah. Okay. And in in sharing all of that, he's really put himself out there for criticism, and he he follows that up by saying, you know, let's let's talk about this fairly and nicely, and looking after everybody. And and that's the that's the core. That's where it all needs to come from. We just need to be looking out for everybody. Mm. So I'm hoping that that thread will carry on with with that at its core because if you mm. keep that, then everything follows. Mm. So let's park that one for now, but do go and visit that thread. Um, we have a contributor this week. The lovely ITG has offered to share her natural accent, which she says is a... Um, mix and match of some Scottish and some other elements and yeah it is quite interesting listening to the the change in her voice when she's not trying to be exclusively Scottish I quite enjoyed it. I liked her Uh, pronunciation of the the name of this event yeah because when well I'm looking at it on her blog now and if I was to say the word I would say something along the lines of you're called Sarah yeah I try and I I normally sort of try and go with the phonetic version as as I sort of see it. But whenever you see someone has put some dots above a letter or a yeah, line through it or a, or a squiggle, you try and do a different version of that letter just to try and make it sound right. And uh, so I'm not going to try that anyway. So there is a little bit of wind on this recording, um, but it's worth it. So just prepare your ears for that. Um, over to ITG at the insert name of race here. Hello Fetchies, this is ITG. Here I am at Ausberge, one of the most spectacular places in Iceland, my favourite spot in the world. I'm going to run the Jökulsárlaug, uh, which is a 32, 21 or 13 kilometre trail run in North Iceland. I'm taking the 13 kilometres, it's my first trail run. The photos from 2018 are spectacular, absolutely glorious day, sun shining, people running in shorts and vests, having a grand time. This year I've arrived, it's chocolate down, windy and 5 degrees. Might be a slightly different experience. Uh, the 32 kilometre and 21 kilometre races start along the four hours, meaning that most of those runners will have passed before my start point. This in, in indicates that the trail is going to be a great big mud bath. But no more complaining, let's just go enjoy it, get round in one piece, and I'll let you know how I get on later. Bye! Hello again Fetchies, this is ITG reporting from under a woolly blanket at the finish line of the Yorkshire There was a huge amount of mud, huge amount of puddles at one point up to my knee and knees in icy muddy water. You couldn't see the bottom because it was brown so I had no idea how deep it was until I plunged through. At which point there's not much point in trying to protect yourself and run round the puddles and I just kept going. It was amazing. Who knew that I would have such great time? Only everyone on the seven miles thread. Thank you everyone for your encouragement and support. I am so doing that again. My legs have a lot more to give. I wish I'd done the 21 kilometres now. It was just incredible and I didn't want to stop. Just not long enough. Had a brilliant time. Uh, I ran my 13 kilometres in 121.32 or thereabouts. 
absolutely no idea if that's any good or not. Uh, I guess in trail runs it depends very much on the trail itself and on the conditions and everything else. Uh, but it does appear to have put me in second place for the ladies and ninth uh, overall men and women. No idea how many were running, but so far 33 women have crossed the line. So I think that's a pretty good result for ITG on her first trail run. Not a particularly competitive runner, but this might be the next big thing. Thanks a lot, Fetchies, for all your encouragement. It's been a brilliant day out, notwithstanding the absolutely disgraceful February in Scotland weather. Bye. Thank you, ITG. Uh, great report there. Well done. Sounds like it was really tough. I love the idea that you were wrapped up in a blanket um, after the after the end there. And well done on your result. It sounds awesome. And thank you for being very fetched up as well for the for the race. We love the photos. Buff and the shirt. Nice one. Yeah, very good. Okay, so just going to briefly talk about Dad. I'm not going to go into too much detail, frankly, because it's, it's hard to talk about it. Um, we got news on Friday that was probably not... Uh, it wasn't even what I thought the worst news would be, actually. It was worse than the worst news. Um, so at the moment, we're in a place where it's either a rock and a hard place or a burning boat in shark-infested waters, and there's not great choices, is what I would say. So we are almost nearly there with what the decision will be as to how to go forward, um, but it is Dad's decision, essentially. And um, we may have another appointment in about, well, just under two weeks' time. Um, and Dad may have a couple of scans in the next couple of weeks to just finalise what we think is the right way to go. Um, but, um, yeah, thanks very much for all your good wishes for him. It was a really tough day on Friday for him. Um, we had, I think, six health professionals in the room with us, uh, which when you walk into a room and there's that many people sitting around it, you know it's going to be pretty tough stuff that you're going to hear so it was a lot to take in and um, he has to make the journey from the Isle of Wight on the hovercraft so it's not exactly the easiest day out either um, but there we go that's where we are at the moment I honestly didn't know today whether I'd particularly feel like doing this today and that might be how it is every week so I just don't know how things are going to go from here on in so Again, thank you for your patience and thank you for your best wishes for him and we'll keep you posted. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that wraps it up for, for this week. Um, we're going to be... What sort of training are you going to be doing this week? Just whatever, whatever you feel like. Oh. <laughs> Bit of distraction here and there. Oh, I'll tell yeah. you what we're doing. What we're we doing. On Saturday, we are helping out. I oh, know that's a week's time, isn't it? So, or is it James's race? So that's this coming Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So we're we're volunteering at another ultra this Saturday. Yeah. And what's he calling it? The last one to the pub race or the? It's the race to the pub or the run to the pub or the. We should know this, shouldn't we? Everybody arrives at the pub at the same time. It's race. not like we we're still advertising it. We haven't actually advertised it at all. But anyway, entries are closed. But um. <laughs> Uh, yes, it's basically a race where your start is staggered to hopefully mean that everyone finishes at the pub at about four o'clock. Yeah. 
So, so our checkpoint is towards the end. Um, and so we're, our checkpoint is at the Priory Beef Eater sort of area. And, um, in Bedford? In Bedford. So we are towards the end of the, the run. I guess it's about eight miles from us to the yeah. end. To What's Box, the pub where everybody's meeting Box up? Box End, I believe. Okay. All right, so Again, along the river. You should probably there. know more about it than this. <laughs> so we hope James knows too. more about it. Sorry, yeah. Binks knows more about it than, than we know. Yeah. I'm sure he does. Did you know he's written a book? Does he? Yes. Has he really? James Adams, Running and Stuff, it's oh, called. Oh, James, I really yeah. wish you'd mentioned that when yeah. I've... Um... I mean, it's never come up, and, it, and he's usually, you know, he doesn't like talking about it. No. So... And he might have a, cu- a couple of copies left, mightn't he? Yeah. Maybe one yeah. or two. I think now the kids are a bit older, they're going to use it, use them to make a fort. Okay. Um, so don't buy too many copies, but... Um, yeah, I'm sure he'd love it if you bought his book, everyone. Um, and it's I'm sure a good book. It is actually. Yeah, I'm not saying. I know we're joking about the fact it he's got lots book. of copies, but it is really good. We both read it, um, and it's where the phrase "sun cream moment" comes from. If you've seen that used on Fetch, um, yeah, it comes from Wine Legs' sun sun cream moment when uh, Binks is running towards her. Sun I point. thought it was Binks's sun cream moment. I thought it was Wine Legs' this well, moment. So we'll have to get them on the show. Wine Legs, to, we to... know it'll be you who'll be confirming or denying this, so yeah. if you can confirm or deny which one of you it was in the book. Do us a piece. Do us yes. a little bit of a recording oh, for your for your. That um, would be great. Yeah. Tell us about the, um, yeah, the, the perspective of being a transatlantic widow. No, that's not right. Transamerica widow. Yeah. And um, and also tell us about your how the pub thing goes. So. Yeah, let's hear about the race. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone. So audio contributions, please, please, to please, 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 please. podcast at fetcheveryone.com. We play those and then we go out the back and have a game of Skittles while you're uh, while you're listening. Is that true? That's not true. We have. It's not true. We have a smoke, don't we? Yes. <laughs> Katie likes fine cigars, and um, I roll them on my thighs for her. Sometimes I have a pipe. Yes. Uh, And go to fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast and leave us your comments, whatever. Um, I hope you have a lovely week, and hope the rain holds off, hope the wind holds off, and we will see you next time. Love you, bye. Bye.